What's up, everybody? Hello, welcome into a Saturday kind of pregame, a calm before the storm edition of Chat 10 Sports, where I'm riding solo today. I'm just kind of doing this impromptu. But I had some things on my mind as we're discussing the Chargers, kind of the Titans preparing for Sunday. 425 game going out west. Obviously, last time I believe the Titans were at SoFi was the Monday night football game. Was it last year? Good Lord, it feels like a decade ago. But all that to say, this team on both sides, the Chargers and the Titans, are both reeling with injuries. They've not gotten Derwin James back. I think he was limited in part, uh, limited participation in, in practice. Obviously, Joey Bosa, uh, he's not coming back, which is a blessing. I, I hope I'm reporting that correctly or saying that correctly. But um, as of yesterday, uh, excuse me, actually, as of today around noon, Jim Wyatt released from the Tennessee Titans.com stating that a flurry of roster moves were made against uh, ahead of the Chargers, excuse me. But Julius Chestnut um, has been signed to their 53 man roster from their practice squad, as well as Devontae Harris and Jordan Roos. So a running back, defensive back, and guard, I'm sure. All areas of need, given Dontrell Hilliard, which is a part of this news as well, has been moved to IR, as well as C.J. Board, the receiver who suffered a rib, rib injury against the Eagles. And sometimes I'm sitting here like, who? <laughs> who is, is C.J. Board? But anyways, uh, the Titans activated one player from injured reserve, which was Lonnie Johnson. So that means this week there's no Zach Cunningham. And obviously David Long Jr. is out. The injury list just continues to, good Lord, it, it, it's it's a novel at this point. It's like Lord of the Rings, you know. All these reporters out here are somewhat J.R.R. Tolkien, writing their own continued sagas and in, in, in installations of how this team just cannot stay healthy. Uh, and it's been something. It's been a conversation. Pulling up the injury report here from, let's see, updated to week fifteen. Can't believe we're in week fifteen already. But as I said, C.J. Board, Traylon Burks, Christian Fulton. Dontrell Hilliard, again, uh, put to IR. Hilliard was by himself. Um, I think doubtful for Robert Woods, Nate Davis, Derek Henry. Let's see here. It's not injury-related, but did not practice Thursday. And FP. Let's see what FP. He was a full participant, so I'm guessing Henry's going. Excuse me. So Woods. Davis, Henry are all go. Ben Jones, Terrence Mitchell, Jeff Simmons, Tannehill, Hassan Hasek. So Amani Hooker is going to be out. Trey Avery out. Danico Autry ugh, uh, is out as well. And the, the four I mentioned at the beginning for the Chargers. Let's see. Bryce Callahan, cornerback, is going to be questionable. Sebastian Joseph Day, defensive tackle, questionable. Trey Pimpkins, questionable as well. But Zion Johnson, Jamari Saylor and Mike Williams receiver, whom I think we're going to get to know very well on Sunday. Cause I think they're going to be spreading the ball out a lot against the secondary as other teams have obviously Danico Antri not coming back. Zach Callahan, uh, man, it's, it's been bad and we're here. It's, it's now it's worse. Cause I feel this team more than ever needs all the players that they can get back. That was the one thing I was kind of hoping to see in, in, you know, hoping for the outcome of this game. Um, hate to be a Debbie Downer, but it's one of those things that the injuries just stack up and pile up. And it just, it's hard for me to sit here and be optimistic and realistic, even as a fan, just saying, what can we do? Obviously, Henry and Tannehill going, Ben Jones for the offensive line. And the conversation that has been happening this week and uh, week on the Twitter 
uh, has been Dylan Radins has getting been been getting snaps at left tackle, which about time, guys, because I mean, obviously Dennis Daly has been talked about more than the Daily News or the Daily Planet, whatever you want to talk about. That's on a daily occurrence because Dennis Daly needs to be benched immediately. So my thought is, I know we could all say how much worse is Dylan Radins. Knock on wood. Come on, this is the Titans. Let's not try and jinx ourselves before we even start. It can always be worse. However, Dylan Radins has shown himself to be somewhat, at least in, in this year, interior-wise and in space, the ability to move his feet. And there are times that Dennis Daly routinely, from a seven technique or even out wider to a nine technique, is just getting beaten outside, even with chip help. We saw last week where Chig was just bumping out, trying to nick the guy, got him pretty solid, and Daly could not move himself out wide to get the guy. And it just it's frustrating as all get out. But again, it makes you wonder if the Titans are aware. And it makes you also wonder this just like splinters off all types of multiverse of madness type of uh, hypotheticals, if you will, where the stubbornness that we have seen from this team with coaching, with players with you know obviously any type of uh athletic sports going to be super competitive but there's times that people just dig their heels in and it looks like john robinson got to get really good at digging his heels in and it's one of those things for me i i look back and you know you like the confidence of the gamble but when the gambles are not coming your way and they're not getting you know positive uh, outcomes you're you're not going to be that guy at the table that people are fearing or even paying attention to which is, again, why I think Amy Adams-Strunk made the move that she did this week, or excuse me, a couple weeks ago now. Um, but it leads me to the pick with the, the whole injury conversation and something that on A to Z Sports this last Friday was in there chatting with those guys and talking about how the injury you know, bug is for sure a strength and conditioning issue, 100%. However, it is also an issue of scouting when, when players like Jeff Simmons come through. And they are, you know, signed, steal, delivered as far as would have been a top five pick had he not gotten injured. Jeff Simmons comes through, the Titans land him, and he's been extravagant ever since. Now, John Robinson, again, getting cocky, going back to looking like Caleb Farley, pre-existing back injury. We've had other players that either the scouting department hasn't foreseen issues or are legitimately just getting hurt, but the bodies stack up. And it's one of those things that I'm in a position right now where I believe if a new GM can help contribute to a smaller injury report that we're seeing on a weekly basis. I can't guarantee it saying it's one for one and you change this out, it's going to fix that because there's a thousand different variables that could always come through for football. And, and when it comes to physical issues or muscle hamstring issues, there could also be player issues with, you know, how they're dieting, how they're exercising, how they're conditioning, if they are conditioning. Because as we saw, Ola, what was his, uh, he, you know, physically, he was not able to go and he actually got picked up from waivers by the Steelers and failed a physical. But again, not to say that he wasn't working out properly, it's just the fact that sometimes they physically cannot go, which is unfortunate. But all signs in my position and my, my perspective says we have to try and do everything we can to alleviate the team of this issue. And I, I I want to talk about GM. We talked about it a little bit this last week on Chat 10 Sports, but we got to a point, excuse me here, um, where we were talking about Rand Carthen. He's the director of player personnel for the San Francisco 49ers. There are several reasons why I like him as a candidate. Former running back played in 
uh, I believe he was under Spurrier. He may have been after Spurrier, but played at University of Florida. Uh, got into the league. I think he played you know four or five years or whatnot, and got into um, the upper management, I guess, front office stuff and scouting, and um, has worked his way up to the director of player personnel. Now, here's where I like this guy: success. Obviously, the 49ers have been around. They're still doing it. Brock Purdy's out there making beautiful plays, and obviously he's surrounded by talent as well. But it's one of those things. When you see a guy like John Lynch, who's been the GM there for several years now, come through and, and have consistent, and he's making good deals. Obviously, the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo conversation, I, I think that's not even a problem for a team. Like the Packers, for example, they drafted Jordan Love. Maybe it was a premature pick, but given how the things have gone the last couple of years for the Packers, they don't look completely horrible for having a pick like that. Now, it's never a bad thing when a backup quarterback, for example, Tannehill comes up and supersedes and gets past Marcus Mariota, and he's been the guy ever since. For Jimmy Jimmy G to have gotten draft or what was it traded by the Packers Patriots, excuse me, to the 49ers. He's been there. He's been reliable. And even now, still people are out here saying Jimmy G would be a guy worth looking at in free agency because he's got ability. And yes, the leg injury or, or whatnot happened. I think, of, was it a broken leg? Man, I, I, I can't even tell you right now. But all that to say, Rand Carthen is a guy that I, I don't know if he's been interviewed and is, is going to be a top-notch candidate, but I think this gives the opportunity for the Titans to kind of have their pick of the litter of whichever candidates would be out there. They have time to do all their research until whatever window would be able to open up so they can interview anybody they would want, whether that's postseason, you know, after playoffs and everything that happens. But they would be able to jump quick, know what the figures should be as far as what this guy could be worth annually. And you got to wonder, too, this is an outside pick. So the other side of that conversation is wondering, is Mike Vrabel going to push for a stretch, you know, John Stryker to be that guy because he's talked about how in, at some point in the future he will be a successful GM. Is he going to be his the project, you know, and not that stretch needs a project, but a great relationship there could be interesting. Obviously, that's a big what if with no, you know, GM. I think he's more of a, I don't want to disrespect his position, but I don't know that he's in a, a scouting department with all the experience that someone like a Rand Carthen could have. But if I were to pick today outside of the Titans and for good reason, I think this is a good thing about an outside choice as well is you always have that relationship that's a growing building, but you can push back on each other to establish that. And sometimes when you, when you have someone like a Mike Vrabel who a GM in any capacity should be able to say, this is a guy that could win with literally nothing and it's one of those things that makes you wonder would mike Vrabel have been the head coach of the year if john robinson had landed on more of his picks so it wasn't such a huge gap to overcome to make him a great candidate like that but those are all hypotheticals that are just it just makes you wonder how good mike Vrabel is and i put a poll up on twitter uh we put it up on chat 10 sports um asking the question of jack party jeff fisher bum phillips and mike Vrabel of who is the Titans' best head coach in their history. Because obviously, everyone's immediate thoughts going to go directly to Jeff Fisher, saying he's the only person to have taken them to the Tennessee Titans to the, to the Super Bowl. Even Oilers and the Houston Oilers history. Obviously, that's a huge check. But win percentages, when it comes to actual ability, and, and, and there's so many variables for a lot of positions in football. Quarterbacks, what's your head coach like? Look at Trevor Lawrence. Urban Meyer sank that ship before it could even take out of harbor. 
because of how dysfunctional it became. And now Trevor Lawrence, free of him and has Doug Marone down there. Um, but he's been able to, to do incredible things. But it, it makes you wonder what the relationship would be like um, with any one of these coaches that we're talking about for, for Titans history. But my thought is Mike Vrabel is the best Titans head coach ever simply because of, of his ability as a coach. If you took him and put him in a, a position to coach the team that Jeff Fisher's had, Jeff Fisher had from, let's say, 90, what? Let's say 97 when they first came to Nashville or, or, or Memphis at the time and all the way through, say, 2004, 2005, before things really fell out. It, it makes me wonder. Now, the, again, multiverse of madness when it comes to the hypotheticals, but here we are talking about the history of the Titans, and I just think Mike Vrabel right now, yes, you want to see a guy be able to go out, get a get a Super Bowl, and, and be able to start stacking rings. I don't think it's always the case, and I don't know if it's always a bad thing to say, for example, that Dan Marino isn't as good a quarterback as other top-tier you know, NFL historical quarterbacks because he doesn't have a ring. Yeah, it's a huge dot, you know, badge on the chest or, you know, note on the resume or whatnot. And it's it's a great credential to have as a football person. However, all that to say, when fourth quarter comebacks, you know, for Dan Marino particularly, I mean, he was one of the best ever. And it all can't be measured by championships. So to our conversation as far as Titans coaches, if you have a differing opinion, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear what you thought about it. So on this podcast, if you go down to the description, you can actually answer the question, who is the Titans' best head coach ever? So answer that for us. And if you wherever you listen, that should be able to be compatible. But if not, go to Anchor, and you can listen where we distribute our podcasts and answer that question there. But don't want to take too much time here. Um, obviously, it's Saturday. I'm having a great day. It's beautiful down here in Chattanooga. But just wanted to record some thoughts and put this up for everybody. Again, Wednesday night, myself and Chase Green will be going live on Wednesday, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to subscribe. I think I have it right here if my screen's laid out correctly. If not, I'm over here. <laughs> but all that to say, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure and hit the thumbs up if you don't mind. If you're a Titans fan, Vols fan, Braves, Vanderbilt, Predators, all of it in this region of the country, we have a melting pot of sports fan bases. I know we talk about football, soccer, all of it, and everything in between. But if you want to join us Wednesday night, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, jump in the chat with us, and we will definitely shout you out. But if not, give us a follow wherever you listen to your podcast audio, and we appreciate any type of five-star review or positive review would be great. Uh, we hope that you have a great, wonderful rest of your weekend, and we'll see you guys back Wednesday.